0: In this episode of Wisdom Talks, John Barter expands on the Buddha's numerical teachings with the four right efforts, the quintessential behavioural and spiritual practice that is simple and practical. We have been making our way through uh, the wisdom collections, the numerical wisdom collections, wisdom teachings of the Buddha. Appreciating their worth for uh, our um, uh, reflection and practice, certainly putting such teachings into practical application to bring more ease and well-being into life, and especially the last few weeks, looking at uh, <coughs> sets of four, especially uh, many of these sets of four and also 3 uh, mm-hmm encompassed in the teaching of the Four Noble Truths, the Arya that uh, the Buddha outlined as being significant in his teachings, a mark of his teachings, and especially where the uh, Four Noble Truths are seen as like the elephant's footprint, so that the elephant's footprint uh, is able to contain the footprint of many animals because it's so large, and so too with the Four Noble Truths they actually encompass many many aspects many teachings within them and uh, I wanted to share with you a teaching which I find of great inspiration very very practical and in a way it um, uh, emphasizes the uh, the Buddha's um, understanding of the mind understanding of the uh, human beings certainly understands the the way in which um, We need to apply ourselves for the uh, reduction of unease, stress, distress, angst, suffering in our life, and also for the increase of uh, ease, joy, and well-being. And this uh, very, very simple, succinct, yet potent and powerful teaching is um, one that's worthy to reflect upon, uh, to remember, and then also to apply. It's a bit like... um, My teacher, Ajahn Chah, would uh, use the example of an apple or a a fruit. The the worth of it is in the tasting, and you really don't know the the flavor of a a fruit until you actually taste it and um, um, try it out for yourself. So certainly these teachings, their worth is in applying them and seeing how beneficial they they are. So the... uh, this particular teaching is called the Four Right Efforts. That's only one particular translation. Um, in Pali, the word is samapadana. Samma is a word that translates as wholesome or skillful or right. Even all of the factors of the eight eightfold path are um, prefixed with the word uh, samma, meaning right or wholesome or skillful. So the samapadana. Padana meaning effort, though effort, um, again, is just one word. We could use the word energy. Uh, some people might even prefer the word energy rather than effort. Effort often has a feeling of um, exerting or having to try, having to stress, having to strain. So um, the word energy may be, may be a better word to use if you have issues with the word effort. But um, effort, is a good word in the sense that effort is the result of intention plus energy. So the the right intention, wholesome intention, plus the right amount of energy equals effort. And appreciating that um, uh, most things worthwhile doing in life do require some degree of, of effort. And the more that we do them, the more they become easier and the more we... Um, sense, see, experience the the fruit of that particular effort then enables a motivation to continue with that effort. But yes, it does become easier as well, especially especially since much of what we're doing in this way, whether it's um, whatever practice it is, whether it's practicing a musical instrument, practicing um, a language, uh, practicing some type of... um, uh, mental skill, we are actually training our brain, training the hardware of the brain, the neural connections, and as they get more trained and exercised, they move beyond simply a, a chemical response that may help us initially to actually a, a functional and a structural way of relating and being, because the, the brain has modified because of the training that's been involved. So so even just learning some of these teachings off by heart, we are training the brain, but then also the application into CBT, cognitive behavioural change, through them as, as well. So the four right efforts. The, uh, the first effort is putting in the effort to avoid. So avoiding. And what we are avoiding is that which is unwholesome, Unskillful, unhelpful, with regards to thoughts, with regards to um, mental states, with regards to uh, emotions, with regards to behaviors, which include speech, with regards to um, associations with people or things and also situations. So putting in the effort to avoid. And this, this may be all that is required putting in the effort to avoid because um, um, once that is done, then we're able to to do what is wholesome and helpful and skillful and life flows along simply by avoiding, avoiding that which is is unhelpful, unskillful. Another way of just refining this is appreciating that um, what is seen to be unhelpful or unskillful or unwholesome is that which is motivated by or leading to the three ills so a set of three, which are referred to as the three-strain virus, which the unenlightened mind is infected with. So the the virus or the ill of greed, in its various guises, from from um, subtle desire, wanting, clinging, craving, lusting. So greed, anger, in its various guises, from irritation, frustration, um, aversion, anger, hatred. So Anger and then ignorance, not seeing, not understanding, um, being caught into confusion, delusion, uh, certainly self-centeredness. So the three ills of uh, greed, anger, ignorance, um, um, basically, which uh, I describe as a GAI virus. One to watch out for. It can be catching. <laughs> so putting in the effort to avoid the. Um, Second right effort is putting in the effort to abandon. So if we have got caught into a, um, a thought or thoughts, a mental state, an emotion, a behaviour, an association, a situation that is unwholesome, unskillful, unhelpful, motivated by or leading to greed, anger, ignorance, then realising that, so being aware of that through mindfulness... Uh, putting in the effort to abandon drop drop it get out of there let go and again it may be something internal Uh, that thought is not a helpful thought put it aside let it go stop indulging in it or an emotion that one's getting caught up in greed or anger or jealousy so stop fueling it one may still be aware of the sensation of it it's there I can be aware of it but I'm not gonna buy into it and be caught up in it so letting it go dropping it Uh, sometimes um, externally, uh, being associated with people that we know that if I stay with this person, then we're going to end up in the wrong place, uh, at the wrong time, we're going to be spending more money than we need to, might be eating or drinking more than we want to, even drinking at all. Uh, so, say goodbye, part ways, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. I'm not, going, I'm not going down there after work with you. So, that... Um, Letting go, abandoning, dropping, getting out of there. And um, even even maybe not just with a person, but a situation. A situation that maybe um, uh, we find ourselves in a place and it's like, if I stay here, I'm going to be getting caught into stuff that's, that's not helpful, not skillful. Um, my wife's going to be wondering what's what I'm doing, where I am, why aren't I back at home? So step away, get out, um, leave the place. So it does take effort because some of these uh, situations or places or people might even be fun, might be exciting, um, might be pleasant, might be pleasurable. But we can appreciate that um, if we don't, it may lead to more distress, more upset, more hurt, more issues than it is really, really, really worth. So really putting in the effort to to get out of there. And these, uh, these two... Domains of the four right efforts relate to, again, that which is unhelpful or unskillful. The next two relate to that which is uh, worthwhile, that which is helpful, wholesome, skillful. So uh, putting in the effort to actually develop. And so we're developing um, thoughts, mental states, emotions, behaviors, associations, and situations not motivated by greed, Anger or ignorance, but motivated by their opposite, which is the um, um, an antivirus we can say of generosity, kindness, and wisdom. So, where we have the three strain virus, we have the, the antidote or the antivirus of generosity, kindness, and wisdom. So, putting in the effort to develop, and again, once we're doing this, this may be all that's required by developing the good that actually counteracts. Um, having to uh, avoid or abandon the unwholesome because we're focusing on developing the good, being proactive in that, in that line. And uh, the more we do that, that becomes uh, an ongoing process which gets easier and easier and easier. However, it becomes important not just to develop the good but to actually engage the forthright effort which uh, also does require effort And that is to maintain, so putting in the effort to maintain, to keep going that which is wholesome, helpful, worthwhile with regards to uh, wholesome thoughts and mental states and emotions and behaviors and associations and situations, which uh, certainly are not motivated by greed, anger or or ignorance, but uh, motivated by generosity, kindness and wisdom. And so the more, again, we are maintaining them, keeping them going, then it becomes more of our natural way of being. So the longer they're, they're maintained, it becomes just the, our way of being, relating into the world, interfacing into the world in this wholesome, skillful way. Even at the point where we don't even need motivation of like, well, if I do this, it's going to be worthwhile. Um, we know that it is, and it just becomes part of part of who or how we are into life, so that we wouldn't even think about doing some of the other stuff that we would have to then try and um, avoid or abandon. It's just just not in our character, so to speak, to do so. So if we reflect upon uh, these four right efforts, um, um, they are in a way the uh, quintessential psychological, um, behavioral, uh, spiritual practice beyond beyond any religious type of appreciation or practice. They're they're basic, basic uh, training in looking after ourselves and also looking after others in the process as well. This is one of the things that I find, uh, again, wonderful about the Buddha's teachings, that it's beyond religious, even beyond spiritual in a sense. It's, It's just practical wisdom for... For being human and for looking after ourselves and, and leading a, a wholesome, skillful life, living consciously. And also, we could appreciate that um, they involve certainly uh, um, the mind in terms of uh, uh, thoughts, so mental formations and mental states, uh, cognitions, and then also behaviours, behaviours with regards to uh, speech and physical. Behaviors, bodily behaviors, and also interactions with others and things. So it's like a two and a half thousand year old cognitive behavioral therapy. That that works. That's uh, very, very simple. In a sense, it's simply uh, putting in the right amount of effort or energy to uh, avoid or let go of the unwholesome putting in the right amount of energy or effort to develop and maintain that which is wholesome or good. It's simple. And that's, that's a quintessential spiritual practice that leads to, leads to full, complete spiritual enlightenment. So from, from gross activities right through to uh, refinement of mind and consciousness, through to enlightenment. And in this way, it becomes uh, very much the part of the fourth noble truth, the fourth Satcha, which is the way. There is a way too, the the ending of stress, angst, unease, suffering. Um, so this is this is certainly part of it. And and the the four right efforts are seen in the context of the eightfold path as the sixth factor, which is. Um, Samavayama, so right, right effort or right energy. Padana is another word for that. But uh, certainly that that path factor is encompassed in the four right efforts. On the uh, the weekend, uh, those of you that uh, were here for the meditation day, um, uh, we looked into these four as part of part of developing and looking after our psychospiritual immune system. So the appreciation that, uh, like we have a physical immune system, we also have a psycho-spiritual immune system that then helps to protect the quality of our mind from from external agents of ill, um, psychological toxins um, of you know, stress, and certainly greed, anger, ignorance, that sort of virus, but also our Psycho-spiritual immune system protects our mind from our own internal thoughts and mental states and emotions that we otherwise could get caught into and infect ourselves with and so um, whilst there's many many practices that we can do to strengthen and help to maintain the the strength of our psycho-spiritual immune system such as certainly meditation being mindful developing the the four spiritual emotions the Brahma Vihara other practices as well, but the four right efforts I emphasize as being being key to that possibility for maintaining our our mind in terms of calm, ease, clarity, well-being, that then becomes a foundation for everything in our life. So a very, very (coughs) helpful and um, simple and profound practice that we can engage and Part of the beauty of this as a teaching is that it transcends time and place and custom and culture and age and gender. We can all make use of it. And um, I think that uh, just simply by remembering it, making note of it, then bring it up, um, use it at times, especially um, now that you know what it is. And maybe even reflecting, well, uh, in my life at the moment, am I having to be more involved in... Avoiding, because there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm having to avoid getting caught into those discussions or caught up with that particular person or avoid uh, the workplace gossip or avoid getting caught into um, um, some unhelpful thoughts about somebody. Or is it more I'm having to let go, more effort to let go of stuff that I've got caught into that's not particularly helpful. Uh, Or maybe it's more about, no, it's uh, not so much avoiding or abandoning, it's about developing. Things are pretty good, but I need to actually put more effort into developing some helpful thoughts or mental states or practices, meditation, etc. Or maybe, no, it's already happening. At the the moment, I've got things pretty good, but I just need to keep it going. I've been coming to the meditation group for a while. Um, I need to keep it going. Otherwise, things get a bit slack. It's a bit cold. Thursday night meditation, it's a bit cold out there. It's dark out there. I think I'll stay home. Put in the effort, come along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maintain that which is good. So often um, when I'm uh, maybe starting a meditation course or it might be a retreat, and I uh, talk to people at the beginning and say, okay, so um, who's done some meditation? And these days, that's quite, quite wonderful, most people put their hands up. Um, so with these four right efforts, you would uh, engage wisdom with them. But certainly, um, by by using them and developing your psycho-spiritual immune system, you will be more immune to being affected or infected by other people's stress or anger or resentment or whatever. Uh, so which means that you, you're more able to be in those situations and be a calm, caring, mindful, wise influence. But um, um, with the situation, whilst it's, okay, it's it's not a maybe. Um, pleasant situation, but you can avoid getting caught into their stress or their negativity. If you find that you have got a bit frustrated or stressed then you can just let that go and, and certainly maintaining the good mental states and calm balance and um, helpful emotions and you know, keeping those going. So certainly you can avoid them. Uh, avoid sort of the negative and, and maintain and develop the, the wholesome in that sense. But um, sometimes it is just by virtue of the nature of the the work that we do that we do need to go into or be with people or situations that that um, other people might even say, well, how do you how do you do that? And um, but probably because you are applying the four right efforts, even um, even unconsciously as as part of your just your way of being, not taking on stuff, not buying into stuff, letting stuff go if you if you have you know, got a bit caught up. Because it is said, it's, it's um, very difficult to change a bad habit, but what one can do is develop a good habit, which then trains the brain to counteract being caught into the old habit. So rather than trying to again avoid or abandon, we just develop a, a new habit. So rather than Thursday night being gambling night, it becomes meditation night. And the more you do the meditation night, the, the less you're down at the gambling night. And certainly I appreciate that um, uh, whilst certainly for, for young people, st- children, students, it's important to learn many things that are going to help them with a career and so forth, but as well, what will help them overall is to be more mindful and to be wise. And because people can be quite bright and even intelligent and, and study well and have good careers, but if they're not wise, they can make some really bad decisions that can certainly affect everything that they've been learning for or developing. Mm-hmm. So wisdom something which is really important to develop and um, um, where we can even call this EQ, so not just IQ but, but EQ, and, and certainly there is a movement towards um, understanding, appreciating, and applic- applying and developing EQ um, for people. And so mindfulness is certainly part of that. And then wisdom principles, they might, they might not even be called wisdom principles or Buddhist teachings, but um, uh, just wholesome, helpful, skillful attitudes or way of relating being into life. I'm reading a book at the moment, um, which um, I was a bit suspect about the title, but my uh, my partner Hannah gave it to me, and um, and I, I oh, okay yeah I, I put it aside, but then I found it in my bag, so I had to read it <laughs> for my flight down to Sydney. <laughs> uh, the the title of the book is called "Look Inside Yourself," which Sounds okay, but um, I've been telling everybody that there's no real self anyway. So what, are you, what self are you going to look inside? But um, it's a book that is written by I think it's Chang Chang Made Tan, um, and he's he's an engineer at Google, and he got in got into meditation and, and then put together a program. That's based upon um, understanding, it in, understanding it in neuroscience, in um, emotional intelligence and mindfulness, and so it's a seven-week program that people at Google do, and and he's moved from being a, a software engineer into just running this mindfulness-based emotional intelligence um, program, and it has some really good. The book is, is of the program, and it's some really good ways of explaining things outside of a more spiritual Buddhist type of context with, with more contemporary words uh, backed up with neuroscience and um, evidence-based research and so forth. And it's, it's a beginning, but I can see that it's, be, it's becoming more and more possibly such that it's going to go mainstream. as as mindfulness has gone uh, more mainstream over the last 20 years. That's all for this episode. Until next time, head over to wellawareness.com.au and discover what's on offer to relieve stress and suffering and enhance your health and well-being. Ranging from one-on-one counselling relating to many issues facing individuals in today's modern world to meditation courses and retreats.